Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 0, titled Meet the Queens. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by one Britta Filter. (laughs) People that can't use their names, they deny they have these names. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Oh, I don't have a clip. You know what? Let me pull a random... Hold on. Let me pull a random clip, okay? Uh, from the podcast pod of my co-pilot, please say... I just want to play on those tit trumpets. To Taylor... <laughs> the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Joe Batanz. We're it, back together. We are back together. It's been seven months since we've had you here on the air. I know. I feel you were on an episode of Drag Race UK. I kind of think I was, too. I was sitting here thinking about it, like, when... I, I know... You know, you and I have talked extensively over the last seven months, and I feel like we've done something together, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it speaks uh, to the quality of the afterthought media. <laughs> it shows how memorable you are, Taylor. Right. <laughs> but to you're myself here. too. Not seven, even just, just to you, but to myself. Seven months. Well, for for sure, the very first time you've been on here in 2020. Yes, the first time yes, I've been absolutely. on here in 2020. Uh, Lest you guys think that uh, I'm constantly doing shows, you're getting reruns from uh, from Patreon. If you're on the if you're listening on iTunes or anything like that, uh, you've been getting like old old stuff from Patreon. I haven't been on here since Drag Race UK. Anyway, speaking of uh, Taylor and I are going to chit chat for a bit, and if you want to hear that, go ahead and go to Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia and join at the premium level to uh, enjoy all that content, uh, commercial free, uh, early. You're gonna, they're going to get it early, Taylor. Uh, mm-hmm. But for now, uh, we'll be back. Well, you're, you're going to hear a beep, and then Taylor and I will suddenly <laughs> be back. All right. All right, Taylor. So yesterday, January twenty third, uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race announced their queens. Um, they they announced who the queens for season twelve would be. Now you know I we have a show called the Rumor Mill, by the way. Yes. Uh, with and the Rumor Mill crit crew consists of Evan Ayers, Jamila Zarad, uh, George Munoz, and Jimmy Anti. Jimmy Anti is a drag queen. And they're going to be going over the drag queens in detail over the course of a few episodes on the rumor mill, which you can get on this very feed, you know, uh, so you can get on this feed. But um, we're going to kind of do a brief overview of the queens. And and unlike the rumor mill, I have tried to stay away from the rumors. I, I So it's, it's yes. weird. I was thinking about it this morning is like. 24 hours ago, I had no clue who any of these queens were. I am the same. Yes. They, they had no role in my life. They didn't exist. 
Okay. And now we're going to talk about them for three months at nauseum. <laughs> I know. It was, it's, it's funny because, well, it's, I've already gotten to kind of know some of them now because, you know, I've analyzed Meet the Queens. I've watched the runway a couple of times. I've written notes on my thoughts on each queen. And um, what's funny is, and you know what, we're going to do one of my favorite things, by the way, which is which we is? make our predictions Oh, yeah, no, I definitely figured at some point we would do top half, bottom half. Top half, bottom half. Yeah. And, um, and, and of course, we know, as we know, we're consistently very wrong. Yes. Even though yes. I think for one of the seasons, I was really right. I'm not, I I'm think not you, usually you right. You are definitely I – am I am the person who said Trinity Taylor was going to mm-hmm. be the first one to go home. Yeah. And I am also the one that Soju would be Miss Congeniality. And oh, she would okay. be the heart of the season. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, no, no. I'm typically pretty wrong. There was one season where I was eerily correct, but I think yeah. it's only one season. So uh, we will see. And I, and I actually have less of a sense for this one than I do on other seasons, actually. I would agree with that, too. It mm-hmm. seems like they're all – there's enough similarity with the exception of one or two mm-hmm. that I, I, I can't necessarily pick out a top three or four at this point. Yeah. I definitely, no, no, no. You're I right. Def- I don't think it could. I definitely can see a little bit more top half, bottom half. Yeah. But yeah. Even then, I'm going to struggle in the middle. I think there's a few, like, let me put it this way. With the exception of maybe one or two, and I'm going to talk in a really high pitched voice, <laughs> I could see, a, but I don't see anyone that like, screams filler queen. Does that make sense? I don't. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that too. I think there's only one or two that I don't think will be around very long. I did write. I did only write filler queen on one, maybe two of the notes that I wrote. I didn't write filler queen for any of them. I'll be I, I will say this also, mm-hmm. and I yeah. feel like we need to address this now. If anything, because we're putting it out there. Yeah. We made a decision last night that we are going to do our best to not compare them to previous contestants. So we're not going to say someone is the Sasha Valor of this season, the Kati of the season, anything like that. We are trying to, on what we have been given in front of us, mm-hmm. even though some of them it's going to be really hard not to do that. Yeah. We're going to just kind of look at them as their own individual queens. You know, correct? to address that, you know what's so funny? When I was watching it, I was thinking – and by the way, what I'm going to say right now, I do not believe. But when I was watching it, I was thinking – because there have been queens complaining about it already on social mm-hmm. media. And I was thinking about how one of the queens – I won't even say which, even though I think anyone who's seen it will know who I'm talking about. One of the queens, I go, oh, I could see people thinking, this is the Trixie Mattel, right? I don't believe yeah. that, by the way. But then I was thinking back to Trixie Mattel when we did do that, and we were calling Trixie Mattel then the Bianca Del Rio. Oh, she's trying to be the Bianca Del Rio, you know? Okay. So it's not fair because now we obviously really know Trixie Mattel is her own person, not anything like Tri- uh, Bianca Del Rio. Right. Bianca Del Rio is funny. Anyway. But <laughs> I'm <laughs> Anyway, um, but uh, but before we get to the actual individual queens, so what they did when they when so they went live on Twitter at nine a.m. Pacific noon Eastern, and um, what we saw was because I want to talk about this and let's talk about it now. Evie oddly doing an introduction with like the whole like fake like interference, you know, like satellite interference and a weird effect on her voice and. Um, I addressed this before the show, but so I didn't get to literally hear your thoughts, Taylor. But what were your thoughts on the sort of just overall feel of the way that the the runway reveal was was uh, handled? 
Well, it feels like some of the producers of Drag Race seem to be big fans of the changes they've made to Dragula. Yeah. Because it felt very, like, to, to where even, surprisingly, my husband and I watched it together, and he and I were thinking a lot of the same things, and he said, I feel like I'm watching Dragula right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, that is sort of what it feels like. Now, I also kind of forgot that Edie Oddly won last season. <laughs> when they brought her out, I was sort of like, oh, yeah, she won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that doesn't... I don't think speaks well to her um, reign, but mm-hmm. I it, just with the editing that they did and the weird that everything was sort of dirty. It took place in this old warehouse and mm-hmm. and with the where they would be walking, then suddenly things would slow down and a lot of the quick cuts. It just felt like when they do the floor shows at Dragula. Yeah. It, uh, also, well, just the, the uh, I'm talking about specifically. That's true. But uh, Evie too. Evie was doing some sort of weird Boulet brother style hand choreography. Yes. yes. And making word. And I don't know if Evie wrote this. I don't think she did. But the word choices had the sort of syntax that the Boulet brothers have too. You know, mm-hmm. like for saying saying like who's going to usurp my crown? That's not usually drag race language. Uh, it yeah. felt very what you would expect the Boulet brother. Like, in other words. The Boulet brothers on Dracula season three were doing some sort of weird, like they were appearing via satellite to the girls. It had that sort of weird feel in it. And and on their own meet on their Meet the Monsters video, it had a long hallway runway feel. Mm-hmm. Um and what's funny is, yeah, because RuPaul's drag race is sort of known when you think about it. And and what's funny, what's really, really interesting is I would almost applaud RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not criticizing them, but I would applaud them if they they veered from their general aesthetic and their choice. But apart from um, a couple of queens and apart from how they presented the runway reveal, it's pretty standard issue the kind of girls they go for, you know? Yeah. And I, I when I when I'm saying the thing about Dragula when I'm making comparisons, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Yeah. You know, I think that drag race, when we when we look at, you know, we watched Dragula season three, mm-hmm. and then after Dragula season three came out or around the same time, Drag Race UK started. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking with you um about how quaint it felt compared to Dragula, whereas Dragula definitely felt a little bit more unpolished and rough edges. When you were looking at Drag Race UK, you know, while I enjoyed Drag Race UK, there was a little bit too much of a polish on it. So I'm wondering if, you know, people are starting to recognize what Dragula is doing, not only with how they're doing it, but that they had on a um, uh, assigned female at birth, they had a drag king, they had all of these different people that are on. So, and while Rue has kind of cornered herself in one box as far as who will be on the show, maybe she's looking for ways to present in a different way. But which you, I'm here for. I'm but, here for. But then, don't you think the show is tacitly uh, conceding that uh, Dragula is the future of drag? That they are sort of the avant-garde uh, pioneers, if you will. And RuPaul's now Drag Race is now in its wake. I, I kind of think that may be the way that we're seeing it we're not seeing you know when you even when you look at the girls while yes all of the girls seem to have a polish to them mm-hmm. you know compared to seasons like one two and three girls mm-hmm. as far as where it was much more about pageant it was much more about gowns and then we see people like bianca del rio and sasha Valor and trixie mattel and stuff where there is a greater 
there's a a wider berth. It's not as wide as you get on Dragula. Mm-hmm. I would even say it's not necessarily as wide as you get on something like Camp Wanakiki. Yeah. But you're starting to see, so th- this is where Ru, Ru, we've talked it here and you've talked on other various shows about this world, this universe that Rue has a kind of, she, she, she doesn't want to paint outside the lines too much. Whereas I feel like the Boulay brothers and even the Sugar Breaker twins want to draw way outside the lines as far as what drag is and really kind of explore everything that drag has to offer. Well, I kind of think the way you see it is, and I'm going to ignore Camp Wanakiki because that show's horrible, but <laughs> with Dragula is you kind of get the sense that Dragula is introducing you to what's out there. Does that make sense? Like here's yeah. a, here's a flavor, a sampling of what's out there. Whereas, and I feel RuPaul's Drag Race, I think you were kind of saying this, in the in the very beginning, I would say up until se- season seven, through the first five or six seasons, like, here is what it looks out there in the world of drag, and now they're on this show, where I feel season seven moving onward, and then this right here, it gets more and more like what I'm going to say, is now it's about no longer let's compete for America's next drag superstar in, because this is what the future of drag is. It's now a competition about who is the best at RuPaul's Drag Race. So the skill yeah. set is how good are you at RuPaul's Drag Race? There's a queen or two on here where I'm like, I don't think they're right for this competition and I don't know mm-hmm. how far they'll go, but I would love to see their show. Yeah. There's another like couple of queens I feel that way where I'm like, I don't know if they're going to do very well, but I would love to go to one of their shows. I definitely wrote in here a couple of times on my list, you know, mm-hmm. she's a Dragula girl. She's not a drag race girl. I don't mm-hmm. quite know why. Just from just the vibe that I'm getting from her. There's is, one is that now that you open the can of worms, I there's literally there's one that I think might be a Camp Wanakiki girl. There is definitely one that is a Camp Wanakiki girl that she she looks you could totally see her on Camp Wanakiki. Yeah, and and but that's the problem though is if when when I feel if you, if we watch this show and we're fans of this show and mm-hmm. we think, oh well, this person's a good drag queen, but just not for this show. That's a problem because that means the show is not highlighting what's drag; it's highlighting who's good at the show. Well, but we're also going into this not seeing what season twelve is going to offer. Now, do I think they're going to be doing you know? Fear factor type challenges, no, but maybe maybe there is going to be where they're moving beyond the scope of what they've always done in the past, and that's why they're starting to introduce these people. I also want to ma- I also want to say something. Well, we're saying that a, a particular contestant is feels more like a Dragula girl or even the Camp Wanakiki girl. I'm not looking at that as a read against these no. against these no, no, contestants. No, no, not a read at all. I specifically watching particularly the the 12 minute video that we're that we we're talking about right now tried very hard and really with the exception of maybe one succeeded in writing nothing but positive things about these girls it's it was my goal to go this i don't want to trash any of the girls i i i definitely have ones that i like more than others Mm -hmm. and one or two i struggled with coming up with something positive Mm -hmm. but i tried to find something Positive. Actually, that's not true because one I wrote really not nice things about, but the the rest of the girls, I definitely I, I I want to give these girls a chance, and I think you and I deciding to not do the well, this is the this is the fill in the blank of this season is allowing me to try. To, I tried really hard to kind of look at them much more about themselves and what they were presenting versus what I could compare them to in the past. All right. Well, with that said, why don't we go right into 
the first queen. Now, Taylor, I have all of the audio from the Meet the Queens pulled per queen. Okay. Okay. So we, but I'm not gonna. I don't plan on playing every single one. But if there's a queen where you're like, I want, because there's a couple I already know. I want to hear their audio, right? Or I might play a bit of it. You know, if there's okay. one, please let me know. I want to hear their audio. But can I have it all right here? It's all ready to go, uh, and right here. So the first one, we're gonna go in the same order as the show, which is the show in alphabetical order by first name. And the first one is Aiden Zane. Now, before you say anything, I want to make a prediction. <laughs> before you say anything about Aiden Zane. I wrote Taylor will like her because of the Judge Doom reference from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We'll have to see. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so were you going to play thoughts? the audio, or were you, you... going to play the audio? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I I don't need to. Um, it, it's funny that we're starting with Aiden because remember I just said a second ago that I only had one that I. <laughs> That's oh, this is the one you didn't like? About. This is the one I didn't like. Oh, no, okay. Well, okay. It, when she came out, when she was the first one to come out, mm-hmm. I said, I really like the look because it's different. Uh-huh. It was something a little different. And I immediately, especially considering she was the first one to come out in this weird, dark, like alleyway type thing. I was like, oh, they're going for a Dragula vibe, especially with the red contacts mm-hmm. and the, the the scratched up leather. But the second she started talking in her interview... I immediately did not like her. Okay, I got to hear because you and we're gonna have to. First one with to hear this audio. Now I want to clock this for anyone who's a big Joe Batanz fan and listening to the show later. I don't know what the fuck it is with the universe that has a great sense of humor, but the season after my boyfriend Cameron and I broke up, there was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race named Cameron Michaels. Okay, now mm-hmm. this is the season after I dated someone named Aiden. Okay. And now there's an Aiden Zane. So now for the next three months, I'm going to be fucking saying the name Aiden. Oh, just like my real relationship. No, that lasted longer than three months. But uh, <laughs> after three months, I'll stop saying that name. All right. Uh, here we go. So let, let's listen to the audio. And um, and I'll stop it along the way. I, we, we're not going to play the whole thing. but Because that's interesting to me. Because before we say anything, my thoughts were actually... Uh, that I was fine with her. I didn't like the runway look, but I did like the one in the Meet the Queens look. I wasn't a fan. I, I, I did like the I Okay, can we talk about that before we start talking? About, I love yeah. that there's always a theme with colors uh-huh. every year. Mm-hmm. And I loved, I love red, white, and blue yeah. as a color set. Like, Fourth of July is one of my favorite holidays just because of all the, the, the red, white, and blue stuff everywhere. So the fact that, and I get why Rue is doing it this year with it being an election year, and she feels very strongly about our current administration and all that kind of stuff. So it makes a lot of sense. And I loved a lot of the, one look in particular. I really, really loved when we get to her, but um, I, I, I loved that aesthetic of the red, white, and blue this year. I was, cause I was actually thinking over the last couple of days, I wonder what color, because she's really cut. She's done gold. She's done silver. She's done black. I feel like she did red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so, so I like that she's mixing things up. All right, so she's wearing a red, white, blue outfit, and it had, a, and it did. Once she said that she's, in, she's like, a, a, well, we're gonna hear it—a mix between Judge Doom and somebody else. Any anime was it? Um, yeah. Uh, but I wrote on here that she definitely has the kind of personality of someone who goes far. There's a self confidence. It's, it's like you were saying. What's funny is you were talking, Taylor, about how you were focused on not saying negative things. I was really of the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I because we're not going to see the talent until later, 
or the nerve and the uniqueness we'll say later. But the charisma yeah. we can pick up on on these. And I was thinking, do they have the charisma of someone who can go far in this competition? And so from what I could tell, she does. The, the one thing we're going to hear, I don't know if we'll hear it, I think this comes at the end. She says, um, you've never seen anything like Aiden before. And I'm like... We have. I didn't see anything that was groundbreaking in her look. I'm not, it's right. not, and it's not a criticism of her look. I'm just saying, we've seen it before, bitch. Calm down. All right. Yeah. You're not Christopher Columbus. I am Aiden Zane. I am 29 years old, and I am from the middle of nowhere, Georgia. rock and roll music. I chose the name Aiden Zane because I wanted something that felt very in line with my aesthetic, and I also chose it for A to Z, again, both ends of the spectrum. Living in the middle of nowhere so what don't you like doesn't so far when you're do this? much to influence my I, d- really I don't like the weird that we're going me. to draw you know, out, and it's not quite vocal fry, but it's this, and it felt and like every time she was talking, like she kept rolling her eyes. There's just something about her that's very... I'm an art school kid, and I'm better than you. Oh, I didn't get that impression. From the yeah, species. that's just something about it. I'm like equal parts cartoon, colorful, dark, horror, all sort of mixed into one. I definitely like to think that I paint in a unique way. Um, I love to angle my makeup sort of straight up, if you will. For a lot of girls, it just depends on the anyway. face that you... I thought she was, I thought she was fine, um... I loved her makeup. When she mm-hmm. talked about that, I agree with that. I did not like the two different colored contacts. It was distracting as well. Mm-hmm. But her first look, the makeup was very angular. Everything mm-hmm. was sort of going up. And that, like I said, I liked to look. She may be somebody who, again, I liked Soju last season. So yeah. this may be something where I, buddy, I'm completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And she becomes the one that I really like. I just have a feeling that we are going to I think we're going to go far, Mm -hmm. but I also think that we're going to go far and think that we're better than everybody else. But in a way that's not, I I have what it takes to win this competition. It's more like they don't have what it takes to have this, take this competition. Um, okay. Uh, Plus I'd be curious where in Georgia she's from. Why? Just because in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, there are cities in Georgia, you know, it's weird that she never actually says the city. So, I mean, unless she is really in some little tiny town out of nowhere, mm-hmm. I would think that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'd be curious when the season starts where she's actually from. Going back to what you said, also, like, don't ever take our opinion. Like, I remember, if you remember, on the Meet the Queens for Drag Race UK, I loathed Davina DeCampo. Loathed yeah, As her. did I. I wanted her gone immediately. I couldn't with that laugh. And then mm-hmm. by the end, I was she was my favorite. And I was rooting for her. I was so sad when she didn't win. Yeah. So our, our everything can change. You know, we're seeing a very brief glimpse and a very a clinic, a, a, a clinical view of these girls. Very very postured view. All right, moving on. Next we have Britta. Now, before you say anything about Britta, I got a text message yesterday from a friend of mine, straight guy, who who uh, sent me the video, and he's all like, he just said, I know her when I lived in New York. She was a waiter. At the well, he said he he was using the male pronouns. He, I know him. He was a waiter at the restaurant that I was a chef, I was cooking at in New York City, so I know her. And I was like, oh, and I was just saying like, uh, you like her? He's like, yeah, she's nice enough, and blah blah blah. So, um, but what are your thoughts on Britta Taylor? My first thought was that she sort of looked like a plus size RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Well, she had I that wig. The wig was very Ru- the, the wig, wig helped with that absolutely. Mm-hmm. She was somebody that uh, she seems super polished. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And over the course of the three minutes, I liked her. Then I didn't like her. Then I liked her. Then I didn't like her. Then I liked her. <laughs> she was she was all over the place for me. Um, she she and when I say I don't like her is that there became a blandness where I sort of lost focus, mm-hmm. and then she would say something and bring me back, and then I would start to lose focus, and then she would bring me back again. And she ended she ended the interview where she definitely she had me on her side. But I'll be curious as to how that arc plays. You know, even over the course of a three minute, how that's going to play over multiple episodes. It's so funny. I think I feel like I had a nearly identical uh, reaction to her, where I'm like, "Ugh, this one," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's good." But here's the deal: unlike you, though, I never lost focus with her. She had she captivated me the entire time, and mm-hmm. which I can't say for the other girls. And whether it was pure disgust or pure cheering on her on. I yeah. don't know, and I, so I don't know how I feel about her. Now you have to remember going back to a previous season, and I'm not comparing to her at all. But I'm talking about fan reaction. Is after the Meet the Queens episode, Silky Nutmeg Ganache was already crowned the winner, and people were yeah. like, "Oh, this is the one. She is our favorite. She is so good because she made a really good, strong, and positive Meet the Queens appearance." But as we saw, that didn't necessarily play out on the show. So again, things can change. And right now I'm up in the air about her. I'm either going to really hate her. I don't think I'm going to – I'll tell you this. I'd be surprised if I'm down the middle on her because I can already tell I'm either going to love her or hate her. I can't tell which. Yeah. Do you need to hear but any that, audio but, no? but that she's one of those that that may change from episode to episode. True. Good point. You know, you, if, if, we're, if I'm having this experience over the course of three minutes, is this going to be where I'm like up at night thinking about whether or not I like her? No, I, I don't know. Do you need to hear any audio from her? I don't need to hear any audio from her. Once again, just to plug the show, uh, I'm assuming that the rumor mill will be playing this audio and dissecting it and giving you tea about each queen and whatnot. That's all that in detail about each queen will happen on the rumor mill. Uh, right now, we're just giving our first impressions of each queen. All right, next up we have Crystal Method. Uh, she's from St. Louis, Missouri. Taylor, uh, any thoughts on her? Uh, she is one that I thought felt more like a Dragula girl than mm-hmm. a drag race girl. Um, I thought it was weird that Party Monster was her inspiration, became her inspiration to do drag, considering that's, you know, about a murder. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't want to tell you this. Uh, Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix inspired me to go on a male modeling show <laughs> and commit murder. Well, there you go. See, yeah. we we all we all find sparks of which is one little spark of creativity that just sends us on these journeys. Um, go ahead. She felt a little unprepared. Yes, yes. And the one thing that she kept talking about was that she feels she's more about more and more and more accessories, mm-hmm. especially cheap accessories. And my concern for she seems like a she seems like a sweet girl. Mm-hmm. My concern for that if she comes out wearing tons and tons and tons of stuff. Michelle is going to rip her apart. And then that is going to be where if this is her drag aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, then that that's going that's going to be a problem for her, I think. So here's what I know about the way they make, and this is this is going to uh what I think here. Here's what I know about how they produce RuPaul's drag race. Is the queens are kept sequestered until they see each other in the workroom for the first time. Right. So when they when the person walks into the workroom, they don't, in theory, and there may be queens talking so they know who's going to be on, but in theory, they're sequestered. They don't see who else is on the show uh, until they walk in the workroom. Okay? And typically what they do is after the first or second episode, 
maybe the third, that's when they film these promos on like a right. weekend in between filming. Okay. It was usually uh-huh. after the second episode. And so that's why these girls, if you hear all they meet the queens, they all know who the other girls are. They say this is a really strong cast. They've all met each other before. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. And there is something about the way that Crystal is talking that makes me think she wasn't there very long. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, she says something where she kind of makes an excuse of why she's not going to win like in the middle of, in the middle of the, in, in the middle of her interview. I, I, I know I, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just said, well, one of the, even if she doesn't, if, even if she lasts a while, one of the things like I told you, I was, I was focusing on charisma and the way they present themselves. There was a lack of poise that you would not mm-hmm. see in America's next drag superstar. There was a lack of self-confidence. And, and when I say self-awareness, I don't mean she does not like she's like r- insulting people or doing rude things because she's not aware of other people, but a lack of self-awareness and not knowing and who what her who her character and I don't know what her boy name is. But it, it didn't appear on this video that she knew who Crystal Method was. Yeah. And another thing, too, and I kept thinking about this during the whole thing, because I kept almost, I almost scratched it out a couple of times. I almost kept saying, well, she's a young queen. And then she, but she's not, I mean, she's not old, but in terms of right. drag race girl, I think she's like 28 or something like that, which means yeah. I don't know how long she's been doing drag, but it felt like a queen who's not been doing it very long. You mm-hmm. know? And I don't. I feel like she said three years. Oh, okay. Well, three years. I, okay. I think I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but for some reason, three years is sticking in my head. Okay. And we can listen to the audio. Should we listen to the audio? Is it worth it? Let me no, see here. No. Okay. So I just, you know, a lot of the queens had that, especially the more confident ones, that spark of "I'm going to win this, and here's why." All right. She didn't have that. She had a very like, yeah, I'm I'm going home. You know? Yeah. And and that, that and that's the only thing. And there was a defeatist at tone in her voice. And that's the only thing that made me think, oh, this this she's not here for long. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and so uh uh and also there was a lack of polish to the look. And again, this is not a criticism of her drag, but I think uh, one of the things you need on RuPaul's drag race is a polish. To yeah. you, a sheen. She doesn't have that. Not saying it's a bad drag, and I'm just that's just what it is. All right. Moving on to Dahlia Sin. Dahlia Sin is it's funny because so um a couple of years ago, uh Afterthought Media All-Star Evan Ayers, he of the thick and juicy peach, came out <laughs> here to <laughs> He put the mm-hmm. ass in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Anyone doesn't know Evan loves Jurassic Park. Uh, he uh, he came out. His Jurassic was two C's at the end too. Anyway, <laughs> Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> Evan Jurassic, yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway. I I saw him in LA and I was like I want a Mountosaurus. Anyway, <laughs> Evan is so uncomfortable right now. I know. I know. 
actually, what's funny is I've already gotten, while we were talking, I think he's listening live, I've already gotten a message from him. Really? Yeah. Joe, honestly, fuck you. <laughs> All right. That, I was saying nice things about you, but okay, we'll go with that. Anyway. Yeah, we're not saying it's bad, then. Yeah, we're not saying it's bad, Evan. No. Why, why, do you, why do you think it's bad, Evan? Why do you think it's bad? I'm actually a pig. I'm a pig trapped in a boy's body. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. You're good. You're fine. Okay. Uh, but Evan, let me ask you this question. I have, I have one more question for Evan. I have him on the phone. Only very, very briefly. Evan, what would the sound be that you would make as a dinosaur? Oh, oh okay. All right. Well, <laughs> there, now we know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, when Evan so was while out, he was out there, while he was out there, we went to <laughs> Mickey's and we saw it was an amazing drag show. And the House of Aja was performing. Okay. And um, there was Aja, there was Fat Aja, and then there was Dahlia Sin, right? And so I remembered her because she was the House of Aja, and so I talked to Taylor about her. I remember mm. her performance. So I've seen her perform. Her performance was fine, you know? But what's yeah. funny, I remember, though, Morgan McMichaels was hosting, and she 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 clocked it. She said, you're going to see her on a future season of Drag Race. You know, just and and true. Now she here she is. But so I already knew she was the house of Aja, and so I don't know if you knew that or not. But even going no. in, I was like, "Oh, she is house of Aja." Yeah, no, she definitely has the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So apparently, there's a drinking game going on. Anytime I say aesthetic, people mm-hmm. are supposed to do a shot in the uh, mm-hmm. chat room. But um, I was not a huge fan mm-hmm. of Dahlia. I thought I wrote down here. Um, it will be it will be drama that keeps her around for a while i i i think that she, it will be drama that keeps her around and that i am calling it that she will make it to match game and then that will be what sends her home mm-hmm. well she sounds just like aja but she does. I, will, I will play a little bit of it here and i don't know if her her drag performance is like her but like uh, here we go hi i'm Dolly said i am I mean, she sounds just like aja yeah how old am I? I am 28 years old, and I am from Los Angeles, California. So, uh, what's funny is, I said she sounds like Aja. I mean, she does say she's Aja's drag daughter. Um, but I really think if she's going to do well in this competition, she's going to need to find a way to differentiate herself from Aja. The aesthetic is the same. Uh, mm. I almost like, did she borrow Aja's looks? I mean, I mean, that's how much it looked like, hey, yo, sis, you know? Yeah. So, um, she sounds like Aja and she has Aja's aesthetic, but I get a, I get a, she looks like a door. What is that? Oh, not a, not not a door that you open and close. No, a door, she looks she she looks like a door Delano. In the face, she looks like a door Delano. Yeah, I'm not calling her the next door Delano. I'm staying with my rules. I'm not comparing them. Everybody, calm down. So, according to Taylor I, the Latte, but you put in the poster, she is the next door Delano. <laughs> uh, well, you know, one of the things that I said was on here is she's very taken with herself. But that could actually help her on this competition. Confidence takes you a long way, I think, on this yeah. show. And it's, it's, it, notice, contrast that with um, Crystal, Crystal Method mm-hmm. and how the lack of confidence that was there. You know, like Dahlia's like, I will fucking, you know, go very far. You know, so, yeah. uh, and that could take. But the confidence has to be, has to be worthy, though. Mm-hmm. Because w- at what point are you confident and uh, do you cross over from confident to delusional? Okay. And we don't know if this confidence that she has is 
is delusion or if she has she has what it takes to back it up. That's the tricky thing. That's the tricky thing with these trying to see these Meet the Queens episodes because there's a three-minute, you know, beauty pageant style answer these questions kind of things, and it's hard to mm-hmm. gauge what that is. Uh, so, all right. Oh, go ahead. I have, I have one more question, though. Sure. Is, go she, ahead. is she of uh, Latinx origin? I don't know whatever her, her background is. Because if she's not, I don't think anybody in here is is Latin. Are there any Latin queens this year? I don't know. I couldn't clock any. Which yeah, there are a couple Asian queens. Yes, no, I know there's definitely a couple Asian queens, but I feel like this might be the first season without. If she is not, then this is this may be the first season with no Latinx. Well, you know, uh, uh, um. Burgeoning Afterthought Media producer Luke Stamen is in the chat room, I believe. Right? Is she still there? She was recently. Okay, maybe maybe she can find out if there's any of the um, of the queens are of Latinx persuasion, or at least have a Latino last name. Usually, Wikipedia has their real names. I remember we're going to get to Gigi Good right now, and she is like, I can't, I can't say my last name. I'll bitch. It's going to be on Wikipedia in about a day. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, so Luke, Luke is in the chat. Luke, go do do your job. Go do yeah. some research for us, please. Yeah. And if you could bring me a cappuccino, that'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Light on the sugar. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have the city they're from in their age, but I don't have their real names just yet. I'm looking okay. at the Wikipedia, but maybe maybe uh, producer the, uh, Joe, Luke Stamen. Joe. Can, yeah. Joe, that's not your job. You're right. That's Luke's job. Luke is the producer now. You're right, Luke. Get on it. Get on it, Luke. Anyway. Uh, okay, so the next one we have down the runway is Gigi Good. Uh, your thoughts on Gigi Good from Los Angeles, California? Top three. I agree. Gigi Good will be top three. And I also think Gigi, I wrote down Gigi Good is going to be the one that I'm going to have uncomfortable conversations with Joe about where he goes, This Gigi Good, oh my God, as a boy, she's so beautiful. Okay, I don't know. I, I've only seen one picture of her as a boy, uh-huh. and uh, she was fine. I don't okay. know yet. I gotta see. I gotta oh, see more. Well, how 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 wonderful of you to yeah. deem her fine. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Right now, actually, I don't even like her as a drag queen. There is one queen who I just saw, but again, I'm going based on one picture that was on Reddit. Yeah. So I'll know more but, when I see them walking. Like for instance, and remember, people are usually wrong. Everyone thought I was going to have the hots for this Blair St. Clair, and I was like, no, she looks like a puppet. Right. <laughs> okay, but get, get and everyone thought I was going to love this pheromone. Didn't love. Yeah, pheromone. no, that's true. We all thought you were going to love pheromone, but yeah. I, I think Gigi is beautiful as a queen. Yeah. Um, she gave me, a, and I mean this in the best possible way, a mm-hmm. Carmen Electra vibe from a Carmen Electra okay. was back in the nineties. Sure, I can um, see that. She, I feel like she let out a couple of little seeds of information that leads me to think. She will be the one with the tragic backstory. Oh, really? Which, which, which is why another reason that Joe Patan's because he loves nothing more than a twink that cries. Mm-hmm. Um, because what she makes, said what something. Makes you think that? Hold on. She she made a statement that said, "You know, I'm my own Barbie doll." It was the I was the only toy I had. Wait, hold on. Good morning. My name is Gigi Good. I'm 21 years old from Los Angeles. Well, she's California. 21. She's the right age. Right. 
You know how far in it is? So my drag name, Gigi Good, no. comes from my last name, which um, I'm going to give that away, but it's spelled with two Gs You're not going to give it, it away. Um, yeah, she's definitely a little femme. comes from season three As of American Horror Story, Jessica I love, character. I love femme. I know. She hits all of the things for you. I started drag when I was 15 years old. At but she's tall. I'm not so a big fan of tall say, people. Well, I mean, I, if they're thick and there, tall. So yeah. It's like half bedroom queen, half rock wall girl. Right, you know go. those um, fashion illustrations that are on like clothing patterns? Um, Gigi Good is that, but with like no concept of direction or basic math. And so By that's the probably way. the best way I can love her. Oh, sorry, that was my fault. By the way, I'm I'm a big fan of when drag queens refer to them, their their character in third person. I love it. I don't know what happened there. Okay, here we go. Let me, just, let me try to find this. Damn Barbie doll. Oh, that's all I had. My favorite part of favorite part of drag is wearing clothes. Well, it's my favorite part of um, living in the world. I'm my own goddamn Barbie doll. That's all I had to entertain myself when I was you know, age one to last year. So I just have been treating myself like a life-size doll and it is just a dream come true. Like I'm getting paid for this. The big. So that's, that's your, that's that, that her saying that mm-hmm. something about that kind of a, a little, a little red flag went up mm-hmm. that at some point she's going to tell the story of maybe her, you know, and also it's being talked about in the chat room and she mentioned it in the, that her mom made her outfit, yeah, which her- was my favorite outfit of all of them. The evil Knievel mm-hmm. style with the cape and the holding onto the motorcycle helmet. That was mm-hmm. definitely my favorite of all the looks, but um, I feel like this is going to be, it's going to be her and her mom against the world. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, that's going to be the, the, the tragic story or the story that makes people fall in love with her and they will show her crying and Joe will get an erection. I said she's very fishy. I mm-hmm. will say again, in contrast to Crystal Method, I know Crystal Method is gonna be our, our goofus here. <laughs> uh I feel because I feel what, what um and cause it was not fair to compare uh Dahlia to Crystal because they're going for two different types of drag queen. But I do feel like what Crystal was attempting to pull off with the whole, like, I'm a dummy, is sort of the ingenue feel, you know? Yeah. And Gigi's able to pull that off without seeming like an idiot. Right. <laughs> not that not that Crystal sounds like an idiot, but... Right. But she's able to pull that balance of confidence, but also an ingenue. Like, I'm new. I'm a baby. Aquaria had it, too. And she's not Aquaria. But Aquaria could pull off the, like, I'm a baby queen, but, um, and just, and like her started at 15, you know, I'm a baby queen, but I'm also very experienced. And they, and they have a really confident, but yeah, I'm new at this and willing to learn, but I love art and fashion. I think we can see big things from Gigi Good. Yeah. Now, Mild Acts of Mayhem in the chat room is saying someone on Reddit said that Detox is Gigi's drag mom. Can we confirm or deny? Luke Stamen? Luke Stamen. Uh, what, what's going on? Yeah, I Luke, understand I, you're in the car, but you, yeah, you, you I can announce this. Luke Stamen you can pull is. Pull over on the side of the road and do some of this research for us. Luke, and where the fuck is my cappuccino? Luke Stamen is the producer of season 12. I can announce that. Um,. So I, you would think the producer of season 12 for episode zero would not be driving to the local Tim Hortons to go pick up his cheese Danish and a cup of coffee that isn't for Taylor. Exactly. Exactly. If you're at a Tim Hortons right now, 
cappuccino just above tepid warm. Yeah. I don't need to be burning my tongue on some fucking cappuccino. If it is too hot, I will throw it in your face. Yeah. Luke. Come on. Come on, Luke. Come Come on. on. Why am I still waiting for my cappuccino? Yeah. All right. Uh, Gigi, good. Anything else to say on her? I I just she was she might have yeah. been my favorite. Will she win? That's yet to be seen. But I feel like she is going to go really far. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Next we have Heidi in closet. Your thoughts on Heidi in closet? Um, the only things that I really wrote down. Actually, I totally forgot about my first list of things that I wrote about people. But um, I lists? wrote that she is. She seems strong. In the walk, the 12-minute walk. And then when she did her interview, I wrote silly energy and fun. Um, And something that I'm going to get yelled at when we're listening to this in the car. Mm-hmm. This was the moment that Babalu realized that uh, charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent spelled out cunt. <laughs> how did he How did he recognize? What happened? Because she says it in her interview. She goes, Cunt, charisma, you yeah. deserve a talent. And he starts laughing. He's like, That's what that means? And I just looked at him and then immediately started writing things. He's like, Don't put that in your notes for the show. I'm like, Oh, no, that is definitely going in the show notes. Yeah. 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 So how well, could you not okay. know that? I don't know, Taylor. I just, did, I just didn't realize it. I'll give you the timestamp later so you can just go, like, Oh, we have to skip this part and just like keep hitting 30 <laughs> seconds ahead. <laughs> Uh, no, it's fine. I wasn't it's as part charmed. of the reason I love him. I wasn't charmed as much by her as you were. Uh, first of all, I know it was a choice, and boy, was it a choice! But I did not like those ill-fitting gloves that she had on. Where she had on the gloves that looked like they didn't—they didn't, they all went down to her, like her thumb on her palm. Well, a couple of them seemed to have gloves like that, where they just barely yeah, came to like the bottom it. of the um, of the palm. I didn't like it. I'm not yeah. a fan. And. Uh, I don't really have high hopes for her. I didn't I, – I'll be honest with you. I completely – I was taking notes, and I found myself losing focus and not – I'm like, well, where are we again on this one? I just thought she was kind yeah. of boring and didn't find anything interesting about her. So she didn't have the charisma to keep me captivated, whether it was good charisma or bad charisma. And so I found myself just mostly lulled. I, I was she, – she thought she was amusing, but I didn't – I wasn't as amused by her as she was by herself. So. Okay. That's what I feel about. Any other thoughts on Heidi and Closet? No, that's all I wrote on her. All right, Taylor. What we're going to do right now is we're going to use this moment to... Take a break. And we'll be back right after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. All right, I got to get something off my chest. By the time I finish watching RuPaul's Drag Race two times, recording two different shows about it, and spending my entire week around RuPaul's Drag Race, the last thing I want to do is listen to other podcasts about RuPaul's Drag Race. But people are constantly saying, do you listen to this podcast or that podcast? And I'll be honest with you, I don't because I barely have time to record the one that I do. And I this 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 sits on me on my chest. So I have to get it off my chest because I'm like is this hindering my growth as a creator? So I'm glad I told you guys this so you guys can stop recommending shows or asking me if I listen to Race Chaser or Sibling Rivalry. We all carry around different stressors by the way. Big, small, serious, silly. And when we keep them bottled up, 
it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. Can you imagine if I went to therapy with this? And to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I have benefited tremendously from therapy. Tremendously. And it's a way for me to work out different problems that I've had. And I've shared those problems with you before. If you have stressors in your life, you need to talk them out. That's how you release the toxicity is by talking it out. And therapy can help do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. When they designed it, they designed it to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And by the way, if you don't like your therapist, you can just switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. back from the break taylor what did you do while we were on the break uh went over my notes to make sure i didn't miss anything (laughs) oh all right uh next down the runway we have jackie cox uh thoughts on jackie cox when she first came down the runway in the 12 minute video i wrote i want to know more i was definitely intrigued when she had the um the iranian words in the back so i thought Mm -hmm. oh okay so we've got a middle eastern girl um when she was talking, my first thought was she said she's 34. And I thought, is 34 the oldest of all the girls this season? There are two that are 34. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that may be it. Um, uh, I hope she's a look queen with um, with comedy. I'm hoping that that she kind of is a little bit of the full package of where she offers mm-hmm. not only looks, but I think she's very pretty. As Jackie, and I wrote, uh, not a great sewer, that's not a good sign. Or if she's com- if she's already commenting that she's not a good sewer, that, that concerns me for her. Well, look, here's the deal. First of all, Luke Stamen, what did the phrase in Farsi on the back of her cape say? <laughs> Could you please get that? There's a phrase in Farsi on the back of her cape. What did it say? Thank you, Luke Stamen. Get on that now. Um, yeah. Okay. <sighs> I have a lot to say here. Okay. She said she's another musical theater diva. Okay. okay. And I was like, oh, God. Okay, that's fine. Right? But the part, and I was fine with it so far. I get, I get, I don't know. She didn't, she, this is the part where I was like, I called bullshit. Okay. She said that when she and her friend came up with the name Jackie Cox, in college, that they had no idea what it meant. And it wasn't until later that she realized what a double entendre it was. And I was like, really, bitch? You called your last name Cox? And you didn't realize that it was referring to a penis? Mm-hmm. And you're coming up with a drag name and call... Oh, same thing. Did we already get... Oh, no, she's the next one. Yeah, she's the next one. Ugh. Another one with her, too. And, um... <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, she says she's a campy, campy, fun queen. All right. She did make some good musical theater references. I did give her that. For some reason, I wrote, 
Hmm. Um, actually, you know what? Now I, as I, I guess I grew to like her because as the, as the comments go down, they get more and more positive. I go, oh, I like that she says she's nerd and she has talent. And oh, I, oh, the last thing I wrote was I grew to like her. Yeah, she yeah. Uh, she's she's a beautiful wig. By the way, um, we have breaking news. Uh huh. So humble pie has written that the words in Farsi on the back are in in English mean we are countless a rallying cry during the Persian spring protests of 2009 and this comes from Jackie's Insta Instagram page now i also want it noted that humble pie is the one who provided us with this information yeah. and not supposed producer yeah. of season 12 mm-hmm. Luke Samen who has yet to bring me yeah. my fucking cappuccino yeah Luke Samen Less reliable than Evan Ayers. <laughs> That's in a lot. Any other thoughts on Jackie Cox? What do you? How do you think she's gonna fare? I think she's. Gonna, I think she has. She, uh, she's she's a middle of the road girl. I yeah, think. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel she she makes it to snatch game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe one episode or two after, and then she's gone. She's like she comes in maybe the same place that like um. And I'm not comparing. I'm just saying the same place. As like a Valentina, or I'm now intentionally choosing girls who are not like this. Uh, Aja came in sort of the same the same season, but around that, like make it just past Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, uh, who's the one that lies all the time and now is in hiding? What was her name? Same who's season. The, uh, say that again. The one that lied about the Uber ride. Oh, uh, um, oh fuck! What is her name? Uh, she did the roller skate thing. Yeah, the one that, that. Uh, oh 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 oh, it came to me for a second, then it left. Robbie Turner. Robbie Turner. Thank you, yes. Robbie Turner. Thank, you, like, thank yeah. you to Humble Pie, Mild Acts of Mayhem, and Haley's mom. I, you know, I'm gonna start calling her producer Humble Pie. Yeah, I think I think I think that that's definitely. Oh, and State of Bree has written Robbie Turner. Well, State of Bree you know already... hasn't written Robbie Turner. Yeah, who hasn't written Robbie Turner? Luke Stamen. But yeah. Robbie Robbie turned to I mean, I'm sorry, State of Bree is already a producer. She's a producer of our Drag Race Thailand show, and that's what a real producer does. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thank you, State of Bree. Yeah. I think okay, I could see mm-hmm. I could see Jackie Cox mm-hmm. coming in, and she's also Canadian. By the okay. way, I just want you to know in the future, right now, Babalu has turned to you and said, Wait, Jackie Cox? Do you mean like Jackie Cox? <laughs> so i think that i could see her going to snatch game mm-hmm. and trying to redeem brooklyn for last year being celine dion and actually killing it oh interesting very very interesting all right let's move on now to jada essence hall uh your thoughts on jada essence hall essence essence hall Jada, I wrote drama <laughs> when she walked in. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that I got from her. Um, and then when she when she did her interview, I wrote down she's a pageant girl, mm-hmm. which means she's going to be super competitive. And she said that her catchphrase is always, don't worry about me, worry about yourself. She's going to be the one that is trying to get ever under everybody else's skin by commenting on their looks and con- commenting on their outfits. And, and, and she's going to be... She's going to be the drama. She's well, look, going to be I mean, the one. 
Yeah. That tries that tries to manipulate people. I think I think you brought up a good point. Think about what you just said. Her catchphrase is telling people to don't worry about me. Worry about yourself. You know, worry about right. don't worry about me. If that's your catchphrase, that means you're constantly in conflict with people and tell them not to worry <laughs> about you. you right. Know? And right. by the way, you're in a competition. My job at that point is to worry about you. In the real world, no, you're right. I shouldn't worry about you. But if I'm in a competition, yeah, my job is to worry about all the other bitches. Now they're going to come for me in this competition. But you're right. Yeah. That's it, if, if her, I could see if her catchphrase was like, have a nice life. No, that's it. That's even time kind of me. If her, uh, it's a beautiful day. If that's your catchphrase. Like, oh, that's a nice person. But if your catchphrase right. is like, don't you worry about me, bitch, then... Um, yeah. Now here's and, my and, thing. And not in com- not in comparing because I'm not saying she's going to be the seasons, but you know, you and I have recently talked extensively about season five, mm-hmm. and we this is something that we see Alyssa doing, particularly when Alyssa felt vulnerable, she would go after other people, and she would try she would try to get them to to be not feeling great about themselves. And yeah. I could I could see this with her being a pageant girl. I could see similar behavior in her. Yeah. Um. Uh, now, I want to say a couple of things. I have some notes here. One, as soon as she said she was the essence of beauty, I got very big Elimination Lopez uh, vibes. <laughs> and I was like, oh. The beauty is here. Oh, the, Not the, for long. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And that's a tricky thing. I can't believe it's still, because we have a couple of girls who are like this. There are girls who mistakenly fall into the trap that they think that to win this show, it's all about the look. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of the last queen that won uh, the look. The one that used to wear purple all the time. The one that said that Evie smells. The one that said uh, Evie smells. She said she was she she wore the glasses that she looked like Urkel in all the confessionals. Oh yeah, and uh, I know who you're talking about Raja. Yeah, Raja. Raja Raja fancied herself. A look queen. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, when was the time a look queen won the show? So season three, Raja won the show. Raja, so I was going to say Raja from season three. That would be but, uh, Violet, maybe? Okay, Violet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Violet for sure. But maybe Violet's the last. I mean, you can you can count them on your hand, one hand. Yeah. You know, the rest of them tend to be look. They have a, a mixture. Even Because even you might say Aquaria, but Aquaria actually was pretty funny. She could pull yeah. off, like, remember the baby one? She was funny. The one where she played um, Melania, uh, Melania Trump. Trump. She could Any do, hole is a goal. <laughs> yeah. You, she could do an acting challenge. She wasn't bad at that. But she was, so she was looked, but she was a, a bunch of other things, too. So I don't know, but there are people. And so she seems to be one of those people. Now, again, going bullshit on the name, she goes, my friend gave me the name Jada in college. And I was like, bitch, why'd you call me Jada? Why, why that name? She didn't know why. She just called me Jada. I'm like, really? Because Jada Pinkett Smith was right. around? Yeah. No, that, that, that went through everybody who knows anything head when she said that. Well, that's why there's somebody else who calls it on herself. And she's right. Is, is, oh, Sherry Pie's one of them. And then, oh, Widow Von Du. I was like, yeah, I like Kat Von D and I like, um, I don't know, something else, right? And uh, and so that's why I did it. I mean, just, just name who your inspiration is. Mm-hmm. Um, Erica Badu. Erica Badu, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, what, but one thing I did say, though, in her favor for Jada Essence Hall is she's a pageant queen. Here's the one thing. With the exception of Elimination Lopez, pageant queens tend to go farther than filler on this show. They tend to do at least the middle. Eliminatia is an exception. 
But apart from that, is there anybody like are there any pageant queens that just went right away that you could think of? Was Honey Davenport a pageant queen? I don't know what her story is. Oh, you know who could look that up for us? Yeah, producer Luke Sammy, could you find out if uh, Honey Davenport was a pageant queen? We need uh, her entire history as far as how many awards and titles that she won and where she placed in the ones that she didn't win. Mm-hmm. And if we could have that uh, within the next few minutes, that would be, you know, great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Now, people in the chat room are, are bringing up Sasha Velour. She ran through my mind, but I was saying she didn't win because, in my head, she didn't win because she was a look queen, and this is a complaint about the show. She ultimately won because she lip-synced the best. She yeah, made, well, yes. Yeah. Well, she managed to keep keep out from being on the bottom two the yeah, whole time, yeah, yeah. and then just threw out some major lip-syncs. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Jan... She used to be Jan Sport, like the backpack, which is funny because I didn't know who she was. But immediately I thought to myself, when she walked out, I said, her name used to be Jan Sport. Okay. Yeah, and I thought that was a weird name, too. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, um, Humble Pie. Humble Pie writes, prior to appearing on Drag Race, Davenport was a frequent competitor in drag pageants, oh. where she amassed a total of 18 titles by 2018. 14 of them were awarded in the three-year period between 2013 and 2016. Notable among them was the National Crown of Missed America 2015. Well, that is that is exactly what a producer will do. A producer will Humble provide pie, information. You're going to go places. You know what? You know what? I am not going to strip Luke of his title of producer. I've given it to him, and I'm not that kind of person. I'm not, pro- not going to do that. But I am going to promote Humble Pie to executive producer Humble Pie of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know, Taylor, too, I know that I've shot myself in the foot and that I probably <laughs> already have 11 Twitter direct messages from Luke saying, like, well, I guess I might as well just uh, quit listening to the show because you guys clearly hate me. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought you guys liked me better than that. <sighs> anyway. So, <laughs> okay, so let me tell you this. I saw the picture of people from the as boys. Uh-huh. Jan was my favorite. I, I okay, Jan, Jan was the one that when she walked... I had a hard time coming up with something nice to say. I just wrote, great eye makeup. That was the only thing I could yeah. come up with. Jan, to me, Jan is one of my least favorite. Really? I wrote down that I think her idea of – was apparently she hosts because she mentions that she hosts numerous times mm-hmm. in her three minutes. Yeah. But I have a feeling that she's one of these queens – that that hate that you hate this when they do this thinks it's funny when hosting a show to suddenly look at some guy in the audience go how you doing oh yeah you know she does With the straight voice that that's very much that's her bread and butter um, when she said Alexis Michelle oh. is her is her drag mother I went that makes total yes. sense here. yes yes you're right you're, I did the same thing I, on my list so I wrote. Used to be Jan Sport. Okay, basic note. Then the second of them all, she seems a little much. We might have to listen to her audio. She seems a little much. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is, ugh. Are we surprised that Alexis Michelle is her drag mother? 
which kind of makes me a little sad just because I remember a liking, liking Alexis Michelle, a liking Alexis Michelle mm-hmm. to a point, And then I got to where I didn't like her anymore. Let, let, what's this girl's name again? Jan. Okay, now Jan. we have to do this one. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jan. Oh I'm my God. I'm already like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you just, hi. And like, oh, <laughs> out the gate. Validate me. What is it about music? Now, by the way, before everyone starts getting mad, I like musical theater just fine. In like, you know, for instance, I went to this Cats. I knew every word of Cats backwards and forwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like musical theater just fine, but the ones who were like way too into it, and they're just all mu- like I remember there was this video that went viral on YouTube where there was an airport and the plane was delayed, and so they were all stuck at the airport, the whole airplane, right? Uh huh. Because it was frozen or something like that, right? And there was the cast of The Lion King who was on that plane, and so they're all sitting in the terminal, all this pack of people, they don't have nowhere to go, you know, right? And um. They start singing, all of them, from The Lion King. And everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. I was like, if I was in that airport, I'd be so annoyed. I would just shout bomb so the, the place would be oh, <laughs> Joe! Because I was like, these musical theater people, they're going around and singing all the time. You know what's so funny? When I first started dating Aiden, I would tell him this. And he was like, they're not like that, yada, 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 right? right? And then he started doing musicals. Right, mm-hmm. and he would come home from rehearsal and be like, "Oh my god, you're so right. They don't stop singing. They're just all a little much. Have to get away from them. They're so extra." And that's his Jan, you know. Right, yeah. Here, here we go. And I'm from New York City. Oh my god. So I came up with the name Jan because, well, I used to be a longer name, a backpack. If you get what I'm saying. Wait, hold on for a second. Gonna- Yaz Waz says she seems like an utter cunt if you read the blind items gossip. Can you please uh, copy and paste that? Are you guys talking about Jan? Yeah, that's if 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 we could get some information. Yeah. Okay, here we go. To do that, so I am just Jan now, but it's okay because I love Jan Brady from the Brady Bunch. So I live in New York City now, but I grew up in New Jersey. So if you can't tell from the harsh vocals and the hair that's just teased and coiffed, uh, I grew up there. I think New York City is the best city to do drag. We do it all. We host, we turn looks, we sing live, we dance, we have comedy mixes. It's just the place to go. For- I think that most people would agree that New York City is the best city in this country. I don't disagree. And I love Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. But why is it But that- it's no St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> but but why do New Yorkers always feel the need to tell you? Because that that that's a northeastern thing. That right. that just that could just as easily be Philly. That's could just as easily be Boston. There is something about that that region of the country that we, as somebody who grew up in Philly, that you grow up with a real strong sense of pride for you. Because it tends to be generations have lived there. Oh, I see. Whatever you want to see. It's the best. Jan, I like to say, is the girl next door, plus so much more. I can give you the... What girl next door? <laughs> if I lived one next with door a, that, One with a dick? I'd move. <laughs> If that was the girl next door, I'd move. I'd put my house for sale immediately. I'd be like, I gotta go. There you go. 
femme look and look absolutely stunning. But when you come to see one of my shows, you'll realize I'm absolutely insane. I definitely would say that the thing that's most important yeah, to me is performance. I no one is surprised you're insane, Jan. <laughs> live singer. I've been doing it my entire life and I love to bring that to the forefront of my drag. But also, I love looks. I love being able to turn some fashion. It's hard because in New York... Did this fucking bitch drink, drink like three coffees that Luke Stamen brought? Yeah. She, it's just like, oh, well, at least, at least at least somebody's drinking the coffees that Luke Stamen brought. Yeah, like, bitch, slow down. You're doing shows for two hours, you don't have a break, and you want to be able to move and be free with your body, but mama, she can get up in all of this if she wants to. And so she's here. Lux, 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 Lux. Oh my oh god, I want to punch god. her in the face. Oh my god. But she's a cute boy, you I will say. But, but you know what? She wasn't my cup of tea, but Alexis Michelle, you loved as a boy. Yeah. Oh no, she looks a little thick, too. So she's, oh, not, she? she's no she's no Gigi good skinny twink. So yeah. I I'm assuming that I'm saying all these horrible things about Jan, and then the first episode I'm going to go. This Jan <laughs> is so cute as a boy. Yeah. Oh my God, Joe Batanz. No, Jan Jan is cute as a boy. I mean, the one picture that I saw, she was. It's Alexis Michelle from season nine. So when I first started doing drag, I didn't even necessarily think that it was going to be my well, full time. But, but hold on, this is, this story actually kind of proves that because I told you from the pictures that I've seen, she's very cute as a boy. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. I started doing drag as Kris Jenner, and yeah. then I started to realize that my character could develop beyond Kris Jenner, and that's when Jan started to come into play. Me and Alexis actually met because I was doing a Kris Jenner number, yeah. and unbeknownst to me, she did it on the show, and so she, without me knowing, swooped me up and was like i'm gonna take you under my wing yeah i bet yeah <laughs> she saw her get out of drag and she was like i'm gonna be your drag mother <laughs> obsessed with ariana grande i love lady gaga i am so inspired by music a drag queen that loves lady gaga that's groundbreaking yeah i know that's what i'm saying like and ariana grande she's a oh she's yeah. a gay guy that's obsessed with ariana grande and then and here's the thing and this is not to take away from ariana grande they're very and, and lady gaga they're very talented people well lady gaga is <laughs> but how do you say i'm obsessed with music and those are the two artists you name like right and, and it's not to take away from them i'm just saying that would be as if i said like I love music. I love, and then I, I said, like, I love Edie Gourmet, and I love uh, Esther Roll from Good Times. I don't even know if she sang. And then right here. <laughs> now, if you said, I love everything from Edie Gourmet to Guar. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's quite a, that's yes. a wow. Okay. Yes. You like a little bit of everything. Yes. Yeah, but you're saying Guar. name two people. talked about Guar? No, but that makes sense. Years. But that makes yeah. sense. But if you say like two people who make nearly uh, the pe the same writers probably write their songs. Oh no, right. no, no! Lady Gaga writes her songs. Okay, fine, she does. Calm down. The, there's no difference between a Lady Gaga fan and a Bernie bro. That's all I gotta say. All right, here we go. <laughs> and that's the driving force behind my drag. I think that because I'm probably gonna get an email saying like. You know, I used to like your guys' show, but the negativity you were spewing about Lady Gaga, I'm not going to listen anymore. No, bye. Singer, I'm able to mimic the shapes and the sounds with my By mouth the way, when it comes to I don't hate Lady Gaga. No, and if anything, we are both – I okay, are you doing the same thing that I'm doing where I am purposely tempering what I'm saying so that we don't get – a mountain of hate from people that are like, I don't understand how you can't like, you know, like Gigi good because, you know, she's really going to be awesome and she's the next future of drag and blah, 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 blah. I'm not listening to the show anymore. Well, okay. Yes, but I mean what I'm saying. But two, I'm really so at this I. point, at this point with the Gaga shit, I'm talking to Evan because I know I'm going to get a <laughs> fucking text message finally from Evan. He's going to be like, 
you know, honestly, Joe, uh, Gaga, <laughs> uh, she invented music. Like, I didn't want to tell you this, but seriously, Gaga invented the piano. And you're like, okay, no, she did not. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, nail vibrato every single time. Uh, 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 yeah, you know? Is she still happens. talking? Blue straw over here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I want to do. Hey, we're going to do a thing now. It's a it's a show. I wish Lori was here with me. She could do it really well. We're gonna uh-huh. we're doing this show right now. What we called Road Trip with Taylor, Joe, and Jan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, now you and I'm driving. You're in the passenger seat, but Jan is in the back seat. Okay. Okay. Here we go. And like I have the I have the intro to the show. Now it's time for Road Trip with Taylor the Latte Boy. Joe Bacantz, and the drag queen, Jan Sport. Taylor, can you do me a favor? Can you get the map that's in the glove compartment right there? Yeah, which of the maps are you talking about? Is it the is it the greater Los Angeles one, or are you looking for the California one? The greater Los Angeles one. Okay, what, what should I be looking for? Wait, hold on. Jan, it, did you see if my wallet is back there? Went to an all-boys Christian school. Jan! Jan... Jan, he I needs his wallet. And now I'm a drag queen. Jan is no Jan. We're talking to you. Don't have to talk about yourself in the third person. Jan, no, no. We're, we're right here. I will dance. Jan, we're talking to you. I'm Jan, do you want to stop it in and out? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting hungry. Where do you want to eat? I'm, I'm different, and I'm not afraid to get messy. Okay, well, we don't care that you're different. We just need to know: Do you want a burger, or do you want like a taco someplace? I'm really mad at you right now, but I'm this cleanse. I'm uh-huh. And uh, who cares about Jen? And I want In and Out so bad that like, I can't have In and Out. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm, so I'm sorry, cool. I didn't mean to bring up In and Out. I want to change. So, okay. so where on this map am I supposed to be looking? I don't know. Uh, Jen, can we stop at gas or what's your story? No, I'm capable of that, and that's why I'm America's Next Drag Superstar. I'm that girl. <laughs> yeah, you are that girl. Trust me. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's Jan. What do you? How do you think she's gonna do on the show, though? Uh, I don't think she's going to go very far. Oh, really? Yeah. She might be famous, good TV. Famous she... last words. This is the one that they're <laughs> talking. And the finale where Jan was crowned the winner of season 12. Oh, can you imagine? You know what's so funny? I, she's going to be the girl they make you because she's the one in the workroom. She doesn't shut the fuck up. And they're like, Jan, that girl. Oh, she just need to shut up. You know, yeah. I don't know why Kennedy Davenport was all. I was going to say, is Kennedy Davenport? Yeah, Kennedy Davenport. Okay, I have, I have a question that I was yeah. going to say for the end, but you just brought this up. Okay, so there are thirteen queens this season mm-hmm. that we know of. Oh, is are they bringing somebody back? No, I don't think so. You think they bring oh. somebody back? Well, th- they've done it. They've done it over the last couple of seasons. They brought back Vanjie. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a secret, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if that's one of those where I mean, when they brought back a uh, cuckoo. Mm-hmm. And I get the sense that they've started to listen to the fans at least a little bit, and so the fans mm-hmm. were sort of tired of the stunts. Did you notice it was for the first time in a few years, actually seven months between the premiere and the finale? You know, yeah. So I think maybe they're they 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 have heard about the exhaustion of Drag Race. They've heard that they're tired of the stunts, and maybe they're just going to give us a really traditional season. I don't know. That would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. To speaking of, let's talk about Nikki Doll, the French girl. Your thoughts here, on Nikki Doll Taylor. Um, okay, let's see. When she walked, I wrote old school Florida drag. <laughs> Just the way she was walking felt very old school 90s drag, which mm-hmm. is funny because in the interview, 
I wrote visual performer. Yay. Nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boo. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. Cause you hate the nineties. I hate the nineties, but I, I like the fact that she's from Paris. I think that's mm-hmm. very interesting. She seems very intelligent, very worldly, very yeah. well read. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to make for interesting interviews mm-hmm. or confessionals and looking at things from a different perspective. So mm-hmm. in that regards, I'm excited for her. First of all, you can just tell that the bitch is flawless. Yeah. The looks. She's going to give Gigi Good a run for her money. She is going to be the fucking look. I don't know. But the look. I mean, just the the mug I, is flawless. She is fishy as fuck. I know that word is out of fashion. I Sorry, I said it. I don't care. The fucking looks were down. I mean, I... But, but... And she, and by the way, has the potential to be a major fucking bitch. You can see yeah. it, right? Mostly because yeah. she's French. The French mm-hmm. are just known for being dicks. But ultimately, though, just like I, the experience I had with Heidi in Closet, I, I got bored after a while. And that's not a good sign. Ultimately, it to be good television. Now, yeah. she might bring the good television with the looks and the bitchiness. But uh, but just the looks could, as we've talked about with other queens, the just having the looks on the runway can only mm-hmm. take you so far. Yeah, well, Miss Fame, it was all looks, right? And but Miss Fame, Miss Fame, how far did she go? She didn't go about as far halfway as through, maybe halfway little, through. Yeah. yeah, a little past halfway. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. And, and Miss Fame was also kind of boring and clueless and bitchy. I know Lori Roggenkamp is not a big fan of Miss Fame, so. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I'm 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 torn. I don't know how far because um, uh, you have to ask yourself how is Nikki gonna do in uh, an acting challenge? That's where I'm sort of debating. Depend it depends on what kind of challenges they have this season. Like she would not do well in season seven. No, you know that we know of just from what we've seen in the yeah. in the interview. Now, Ear Wyvern in the chat room says that uh, looks get you to fifth place. Okay, okay, we'll see. All right, next we have uh, Rockim Sakura. Uh, Now, this is another people are are, he's another thirst trap that people are thirsting over on Reddit. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He might be kind of your style too. I think he has the thick thighs and whatnot. Has some pictures, but anyway, uh, he loves anime, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. But what are your thoughts before we go on? Well, with the walk, I wrote editorial. I thought that the the use of color and the use of um, style and everything mm-hmm. was really interesting. But then when she did the interview that where she was in the anime kind of robot outfit, I was a little like, okay. By the way, speaking of the looks, something that I meant to say but way before, I loved – not only did I love Gigi's – um, interview look, but the all the different types of plaid with the curly hair mm-hmm. was my favorite of all of the looks walking down the runway. I thought she looked she looked fucking hot during mm-hmm. that. Okay, I just needed to add that in there. Right. But um, as far as Rockham goes, she seems very positive. She mm-hmm. seemed to try to give off a lot of positive energy, and I hope that if she does stay around, especially if you say she's cute as a boy, then I'm going to want her to stay around longer. I I hope that she offers a positivity to the workroom. Um, yeah, she seems like she's kind of positive, seems kind of nice. Um, I'm curious about whether, you know, uh, not to compare her to this person, but to hearken back to a season of Dragula, it was a season two, there was a drag queen on there who was a big anime type queen. Yeah. 
And she struggled to do anything but. Even though she was implored to change her style, she couldn't do it. And I'm wondering if Rocky will suffer from the same... Or Rock... Is it Rocky or Rock? Rock It's Rock. It's Rock. If Rock will be able to change up the style from anything but um, anime and that style... And well, uh, her, well her, her runway look or the walkway look didn't seem super anime, mm-hmm. but I mean, she was definitely, the anime was definitely over the top with the mm-hmm. interview, mm-hmm. but I, I, I hope that we can see beyond. Yes. I know. I know the one you're talking about yeah. on Dragula. Um, and that thought did go through my head too, because she says anime like three or four times in her interview. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's not good that she's focusing so much on that, but um and, and, and is she the one that says she can't do anything but the – there's somebody who says they can do only do the angular makeup. They don't know how to do anything else. Oh, I thought that was the, the – I thought that was Aiden. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on Rock? I don't, I don't – I, to be honest with you, I'm being – I, I don't think Rockham's long for this world. I don't think she's long for this world either. Yeah. Because you have to say RuPaul is a 60-year-old man, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, – or woman, you know, a 60-year-old person. Yeah. And I don't think RuPaul understands anime beyond like, oh, that's a cute. Like, if you did anime one time on the on the runway, RuPaul might think that's cute. But if you're doing it every fucking week, she's like, bitch, no, stop. Yeah. Can you imagine the one eyebrow up that Michelle's gonna do when he comes out in another anime outfit, right. yeah. where they flash to that where, with the, with the with the lips like a pursed asshole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... Um. All right. Next we have Sherry Pie. I feel we're gonna be talking about Sherry Pie quite. <laughs> A bit. She seems to be pulling like a very well an Ethel Merman cosplay kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Taylor, your thoughts on Sherry Pie? When she came out walking, I wrote "old school camp," mm-hmm. as in Wanakiki. Yeah. Um, she would do very well in Camp Wanakiki. She she she's very Camp Wanakiki. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I wrote when she's talking is that I wrote it in huge numbers. I wrote twenty seven. She's twenty seven. Twenty seven. She said, "I'm twenty seven years old." Uh, times two. Yeah. So um, I wrote, we get it, your camp. Yeah. And she's she's definitely a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I did say Josephina Boohecker <laughs> while she was talking. <laughs> Joey Boohecker is a person we know that does like an old school kind of drag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she talked about wanting – she talked about being the, the past – of drag and the future of drag and i my thought was no you're kind of the past of drag Mm -hmm. the the drag that you're giving right now is very past of which there is a place for Mm -hmm. which there is there is a place for that but i i i don't know there was something about her that just felt very and i feel like part of this this is the one that's the hardest to not want to compare to an old contestant okay let, let, let's do the caveat that you're not comparing to this queen but who i'm curious who you're talking about she looks like mimi i'm first oh i see okay and considering you know the reams of paper that have been written about mimi i'm first and her behavior not only on her season but mm-hmm. also just out in the world that was you know as the kids say triggering to me mm-hmm. And I was trying really hard to get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping that that's not who she is mm-hmm. and that she is somebody that can bring some of that old school, camp, which we know Rue loves. So this mm-hmm. might be a situation where Rue keeps her around longer because of this. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of got this weird hybrid of 
Mimi, I'm first, and Chichi Larue, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that whole like combination of just that drag aesthetic that yeah. that I was a little like, oh, Chichi I hope Larue, I like this. Chichi Larue is another good example. Um, it's funny because she started talking because I, I want to hear just for we're not going to play the whole thing for Sherry Pie, but um, the first comment I wrote, and I'm very curious to hear why I wrote this. I just wrote, oh god, okay. <laughs> so um, I want it must be something that happened first. There we go. Hi, I'm Sherry Pie. I am 27 years old, and I'm from New York City. <laughs> now I know why I wrote. Oh God! Okay. Uh, I, I wrote another old school drag queen. Again, oh, this is so this so Sherry Pie. Before people think I'm being mean, is the person I was referring to when I said there are a couple of drag queens, and maybe I was exaggerating. That I'm like, I would I would love to go to a Sherry Pie show. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would love to go to a Sherry Pie show. There's nothing more than a drag show where it has a queen like Sherry Pie. All right? I don't know how well that will translate to RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. I well, don't. She, it, yeah. feels, it feels like a camp. She's a Camp Wanakiki girl. Mm-hmm. She also reminds me of the winner of the last season of Camp Wanakiki, where they look similar and they have a similar... Tora aesthetic Tora Hyman, yeah. who has that kind of 50s, 60s style of the big hair, though she wears mm-hmm. hers in a ponytail, mm-hmm. but that we we tons of pancake makeup and the big, the flared skirts and that sort of thing. And we are high camp. Mm-hmm. You know, Sherry Pie is, from what we've seen, mm-hmm. is high camp. That's yeah. not a dig. Yeah. That's just what she's showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you said that perfectly. She could be a great queen. Does that translate to a bar on a Friday night when you have some of these other queens she's standing next to some of these other queens that other people will be comparing her to for other reasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is, again, there are different kinds of drag. All right. And I love camp drag. Love it. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't like camp want to kick because it's a horrible show, but I do love camp drag. I just don't know if there's a place for it on RuPaul's Drag Race anymore. And that's not my decision. It's theirs. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I feel she probably had a good shot at season one, season two. That's it. Right? After season three, the show took a diversion. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's an old school t- type of drag, and that's fine. But just like if you were on American Idol, let's say, I think you'd have – or The Voice – You'd have a tough time if you went on there and you went, uh, I do a very Edith Piaf style of singing. <laughs> They'd be like, okay. Or if you did like, I, I sing like a, a 19th century opera singer. They'd be like, okay, well, you have a beautiful voice. It's just, we're looking for a na- America's you know next pop superstar. So, yeah. um, like, you know, like Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande who invented music. But... Um, so it's not to, to knock her voice. It's a very talented voice, but looks like an opera singer has no place on American Idol. I don't know if there's a place for her on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I don't see how she goes very far. And that has nothing to do with how good she is as a drag queen. I just don't see it. Yeah. We should Cut to song. the end of May when the quitter of season 12 is crowned Sherry yeah. Pie. Yeah. She might make RuPaul – that's the thing is RuPaul does like – some degree, but the problem she's going to run into, and she says she's actually fashion forward, which I'm going to have to see for myself, right? Yeah, not, not from what from what I've seen, no. And it's not that her looks are bad, but I didn't get fashion. Uh, Gigi Good, 
and Nikki uh, Fox. They're Nikki, um, Nikki Doll. Oh, Nikki Doll. They are fashion forward, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah. So again, I wish nothing bad for Sherry Pie. That's just the reality of the show. And if anything, I'm putting the blame on the show and not on Sherry Pie. Well, we wish nothing bad for any of these girls, except Jan. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, wrapping it up, we have Widow Von Du, who gets her name from Kat Von D and Erica Badu. Um, I have very uh, definitive thoughts on her. What are your thoughts there, Taylor? I love the energy mm-hmm. coming off of Widow Von Du. Mm-hmm. I wrote I, – I, I'm saving my one thing that I thought. The one thing where she said Erica Badu was my alma mater, mm-hmm. which I thought that sentence doesn't make sense. But – because isn't an alma she mater went, like a school – Well, you know, um, it means like uh, my soul mother or something like that. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I wrote Nisi Nash, Nash Realness. Mm-hmm. And I liked the energy coming off of her. I also wrote from the walk. I loved her look in the walk. And I wrote, she is what Vinegar Strokes could have been on Drag Race UK. Okay. That's the type of, because I remember when we did, because that was the last time I was on the show with you. Mm -hmm. We did the Meet the Queens for Drag Race UK. Mm-hmm. And I said I really liked Vinegar Strokes. Oh, yeah, I liked her energy, mm-hmm. but then she was a hot mess on the few episodes she was on. By the but way, alma mater, like- uh, Luke Stamen did not send this to me. I had to look at myself. Nourishing mother. Okay. Nourishing mother. Yeah. So Luke Stamen just wrote something. You can't um, say what he said. Huh? You can't say what he said. No, I know I, you can't see what he says, but it has nothing to do with the multiple things no. that we've asked him to get his information on. Yeah, like n- none of the things we asked him to get him on. He, he Instead, he found out information about something we can't even say on the air. Right, that we had to bleep out. Yeah, we had to bleep out. So, and he's getting the way, out of the car right now. But, he better be holding my fucking cappuccino in his hand. By the way, I had to look up that alma mater meant nourishing mother. Yeah. So, and in a way, she could be, she used it correctly. Erica okay, Badu then, is her then, nourishing then I, mother. Then I stand corrected. I, I, I liked her. I, I like the name. Mm-hmm. Something about the name was very was very cool to me. It sounded mm-hmm. very exotic, and yeah. I feel like that's what she was going for. But I I I liked her. I liked uh, okay. her a lot. So I like Widow Von Du quite a bit. Okay, here's mm-hmm. my thoughts though. First of all, RuPaul is gonna love her. She has the charisma that Ru- RuPaul loves. The person, the kind of personality that Widow was showing us on the Meet the Queens is mm-hmm. the kind that RuPaul loves. She's the kind of girl she does where RuPaul will do the Oprah thing. You know when Oprah will talk to like, oh, Marianne Williamson's on the show. She's like, hi, Marianne Williamson. And then Michelle Obama comes on and she's like, hey, girl, what? You know, yeah. Oprah does that. RuPaul will do that with her. She's like, oh, hi, Nikki doll. And then she gets to Widow Von D. She's like, girl, what you doing? You know, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay. So that's a good thing. From what I saw, though, on the Meet the Queens, her look was a little cheap looking. And it could be the one with the ponytails. Yeah, she was a little unpolished. Yes, and that I don't know what's going to happen on the actual show. But okay, but she looked she was unpolished. But then her walkway look with the with the big tall hair and everything was flawless. She looked amazing. You're right. That's why I'm torn. I'm torn on her. I think she's going to go. She's going to do fairly well. I think she's going to do well. I don't know if she's going to win. I don't know if she'll be top four. But I think she will go farther than a lot of people give her credit for. Okay. That's my pen. Oh, I just dropped my pen. Now, those are all the queens. Now, Taylor, are there any other thoughts that you had on this show? 
I'm I'm it, it felt like it was a lot of similar queens which I know is weird considering we're saying some of them are very Dracula or some of them are mm-hmm. very Kiki or some of them are theater and some mm-hmm. of them are looks. But it felt like I was seeing a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them said in the interviews, you've never seen anybody like, okay, but that's not true because everybody's been seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be very excited about this season. I think this is one of these where I'm just going to have to get into it in mm-hmm. order to really know whether or not I like it or whether or not I don't. Yeah. I'm the Do same you way. feel the same? No, or? I feel exactly the same. I, 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 yeah. I have feelings. They're shaking. Like right now, I was going around looking at my bottom three and then trying to look at my top three. And with the exception of Gigi Good, I could make an accept, I could make an argument for and against almost every person. Yeah. And so I don't feel very confident you have to remember something before you pe- people think that I'm full of myself. I did. I'm the one that did say that on season nine, pheromone and what was the girl? Uh, not she looked like um, she was Asian and she was not very smart. Oh, uh, the one that had the neck tattoos, Kamora Black. I said Kimora she was. I, I said Kamora Black was for sure top three. Okay. The bottom three. So you you want me to give top three and bottom top three. three. I have my bottom three that I think the first three to go, but um, okay. I think I can maybe come up with. I think I have a top two so far. That third spot is being hard for me to fill. Okay. Um, I have a lot of contenders for that third spot. I have two of my top three. All right, let me do... I have two of my top three, too. Two of my bottom... Th- All right, I have one of my bottom three. So I'm t- I, um, I, I think I know what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you... I'll tell you, when we do the top two, I will tell you who the my my top two are, but then I'm going to leave a third space and what I'm, who I'm deciding between. Okay? That sounds fair? And I'll, I'll make a decision on the air. Okay. All right, so I have I have my bottom three, mm-hmm. and oh, you know what? I uh, okay. Let Let's just do top four. Let's do I top have, four. And oh, okay, three. okay, a top four. All right, so it's not in any particular order. Okay, it's not in any particular order. It's just the top four. And God, then... I even then I could, I could even make a top five. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you want me to go first? Yeah, tell me your top. No, tell me. Let's start with the bottom. Tell me your okay. bottom three. My bottom three. Well, no, no, no. Let me rephrase. Who you think are the first three to go home? Right, not that's bottom. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Not, not my, to... not my favorites. We're not. I'm not doing favorites, but yeah. as who I think from what I've seen, yeah, the people that I think will go home first yeah. in no particular order, yes, are Crystal mm-hmm. Method, mm-hmm. Sherry Pie. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Did I only pick two? Oh, and Rock'em. I literally have Rock'em's... the exact same first three to go. Okay. So the, to me, I'm exact same down the line. I'm not no, no particular order. I really don't know who's first to go. But I say Crystal Method, Rock'em Sakura, Sherry Pie. I will say I feel Crystal goes home first or second because of what I told you. She seemed in that interview to yeah. be like a person who went home first or second. Okay. Did it afterwards. So, and I feel as though the top four mm-hmm. that will make it all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, 
and could potentially be the top four if they do the lip syncs against each other. Yeah, too. That's so technically, true, yeah. you so technically we should do a top four instead of yeah. top three. Mm-hmm. Okay, again in no it, in in alphabetical order, okay. um, would be Gigi Good, mm-hmm. Nikki Doll, mm-hmm. Widow Von Du, mm-hmm. and Britta. That's not alphabetical, but you know what I meant. That's very interesting, Taylor. That's very interesting because if we're doing alphabetical order, I'm going to give you five. I'll tell you why because it's very interesting what you said. I'm saying Britta. Uh-huh. I have Dahlia Sin, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Gigi Good. Mm-hmm. And then in that fifth spot, not because just because it's alphabetical order, Nikki Dahl and Widow Von Du. So I'm very, very clear. I just can't decide who has that fourth spot. So we're very, very the only thing is that the only difference is that I have a Dahlia Sin in the mix there. I can't decide who has that fourth spot. And it could be Dahlia Sin gets booted. I just, Nikki Doll, it worries me is the television part. And with, uh, with, with there's, look, there's a give and take with each one. Widow Von Du has the personality, mm-hmm. but does she have the looks? Nikki Doll has the looks, but does she have the personality? Gigi Good seems to have the whole package. Britta yeah. has the personality, but does she have. Ultimately, what it takes to go all the way. And then Dahlia Sin, I just sort of feel, has the chutzpah, if you will, to just elbow her, elbow her way through. And has enough looks. And a, yeah. She has enough looks and enough experience and enough dance moves and lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll, like if, if she makes it to the top four, Dahlia will lip sync like three times. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I, who did I, I wrote somebody who was a possible lip sync assassin. Mm-hmm. And, but now that Dahlia could be the lip sync assassin. Um, I wrote Heidi for some reason. I thought Heidi would be a lip sync assassin, but mm-hmm. but but looking back, I think it would be Dahlia. If anybody, now everybody in the chat room is giving their tops and go. Feel free to do. It. I would love to see who you guys like and who you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but any uh, Taylor, anything else? Um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to doing the season with you. I love that it's not on a Thursday night anymore. Oh, yeah. It's on. It's not going to be on Friday nights, mm-hmm. so I don't have to race home after working an 11 hour day on Thursdays. I can, mm-hmm. I can rest up and, and it's, I, I think, I think it's going to be fun and we're going to, we're going to cap off this season. The plan is for me to cap off the season or towards the end of the season to come out to California. Yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to that. We'll be, we'll be discussing that ad nauseum over the next couple of, of months as well. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's drag race recap. Be sure to join us on leap day, February 29th. Well, on Patreon. You'll get it, like, March 1st or 2nd uh, on the iTunes feed. As uh, Taylor and I continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself... Where the fuck is that cappuccino? Jeffrey Thunderbear! Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drag Race Recap. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. For bonus content and to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash dragracerecap. Wait, 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 wait. No, don't do that. Patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. I'm going to redo the outro now. 
Jeffrey Thunderbear podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Twitter and Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The outro music was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. You can find Alex Lefebvre on Instagram at Alex Lefebvre Music. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can also find other Afterthought Media shows like Hello Uglies at HelloUglies.com and Catching Up at CatchingUpPodcast.com. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media production. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DragRace today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DragRace.